Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you on Friday, April the 12th. And this week we're focusing on a very important new global health series. And this is looking at the prevention of childhood pneumonia and diarrhea. This is very closely linked with international efforts towards Millennium Development Goal 4, that is reducing child mortality by two thirds by the year 2015. Earlier I spoke to the main figure behind this series, Professor Zulfika Bhutta from the Aga Khan University in Karachi, Pakistan. Before we go into some of the very important and interesting details emerging from this series, why this series now? That's a great question, and it's an important one, because there has been a general perception that for child mortality, given the progress that's been made overall, from about 10 million children who died every year or thereabouts in the year 2000, that we now have fewer than 7 million deaths every year. And a large proportion of this reduction has been in children who have had disorders like diarrhea, pneumonia, measles. So there is a perception that perhaps this is not a problem, and that's far from the truth. So the fact that we still lose close to around 2 million children every year with diarrhea and pneumonia, many of them living in very difficult geographies in some of the poorest parts of the developing world, within countries in some of the poorest sections of society, it is important to highlight this problem as an unfinished agenda as we approach 2015, the end of the Millennium Development Goals, and it's also important to highlight that business as usual, or just depending upon secular trends, is not going to get us to where we logically need to go. To underscore, if a child with diarrhea died today in the developed world, it would be headline news because the solutions for saving lives of children with a disorder like diarrhea have been at hand for several decades. At the same time, pneumonia deaths are a relative rarity except in very special immunocompromised children or young infants. Yet in the developing world, these things are commonplace and still, as I mentioned, we lose close to around seven to eight hundred thousand children every year with diarrhea. So the important point of putting a series together was to highlight the problem and to ensure that we keep our eyes on the ball as we move forward in terms of achieving the goal of reducing the burden of mortality due to these two disorders which are both preventable and treatable. Thank you very much for that very important overview. Just a tiny bit more on the Millennium Development Goals or specifically MDG4 and I know there's a broader issue here than just pursuing a target in the MDGs but obviously MDG4 states the goal is for a two-thirds reduction in child mortality isn't it by the year 2015 are we on target to reach that millennium development goal and where does prevention of childhood pneumonia and diarrhea fit into that well sadly we are not on target although a number of countries have put policies in place whereby their progress has been quite spectacular but if you take the 75 countries of the world which have closed around 98% of the burden of maternal and child mortality about less than a third are on track to achieve millennium goals four and five and many of these countries have some problems in relation to special circumstances like conflict or emergencies but others have huge problems which do lead to enormous inequities in coverage and also in progress within countries. So if you take large countries like Pakistan, India, Nigeria, although overall progress may have been made, but there are tremendous disparities. So as we approach the Millennium Goal 4 target in 2015, although we have reduced the overall 
rates of child mortality from about 87 or thereabouts per thousand live births in 1990 to around 50 in the year 2011. That rate of reduction is hardly satisfactory. And in many countries, those differentials between the richest and the poorest or the most impoverished is as high as two to three folds. So the work is by no means done. And there is a lot of need to now focus attention on not only what needs to be done, but also how it should be done. Yes, and obviously the series papers talk about this in some detail. And the key thing is obviously financial resources, but also a proper integrative approach, which obviously can vary depending on the geographical location. Do you want to touch on the solutions now? Yeah, and as you know, within the series, not only do we provide the numbers and some evidence on distribution of those numbers, but we also spend a fair bit of effort in underscoring that approaches to reaching children in some of the poorest sections of the society, whether they live in urban slums, whether they live in rural districts and distant villages, those approaches do require a very special local focus on efforts and interventions, delivery platforms to reach them. Now, we do make a very specific case that there is now the knowledge, both in terms of technology and the types of human resources and the human resource training that is needed to make that happen. And if it is done in an integrated manner within the traditional health system, it can help accelerate progress. In particular, we've undertaken not only a modeling exercise, but a case study of three countries where if we specifically target a set of interventions through community delivery platforms, one can see that you could reduce close to 60 to 70 percent of the current burden of diarrhea and pneumonia deaths almost disproportionately amongst the poorest. And that's the reason why it is so important as we accelerate progress is to keep a focus on reducing this inequity or the differentials in mortality between the haves and have-nots. It is also important to underscore that this can be done if government policies specifically underscore the importance of scaling up equitably and rapidly through these range of evidence-based interventions. Of the interventions that we have vaccines in particular have enormous potential of reaching the poor and they are some of the most equitable interventions that we have at hand. And they could make a lot of difference to pneumonia and diarrhea mortality. Yes, just a little bit more detail on the interventions, just to give some examples. Vaccines, obviously you've mentioned, which are important, but they're not the only solution. Are we talking about rotavirus vaccination, for example? So vaccines, I mentioned, because there's a lot of interest in vaccines, and there is a decade of vaccines looming ahead, which in particular offers a unique opportunity to target resources as well as attention to delivery systems for vaccines. But as you questioned and rightly pointed out, we make a considerable effort to collate the evidence and provide some of the most updated information on what are the various interventions that work for diarrhea and pneumonia. And it turns out that a significant number of interventions are common to both disorders. So things that can save lives of children by preventing diarrhea and pneumonia include things as simple as breastfeeding, as attention to environmental health and hygiene, and reducing low birth weight, and micronutrient interventions such as zinc and vitamin A supplementation. And then there are interventions that specifically focus on 
response once you have developed a disorder like diarrhea or pneumonia is prompt treatment, particularly in primary care settings to reduce the severity of the disease and also improve outcomes by early and timely referral to uh, facilities. And in the event that referral is not possible or geography precludes it, it is now also the opportunity to use community health workers or outreach workers to provide domiciliary treatment in home settings. So altogether, we have looked at a large number of interventions and summarized the evidence for the 15 that we are recommending for potential scale-up. And of those 15 interventions, one intervention that I would particularly like to underscore that we are doing very badly in many parts of the world is exclusive breastfeeding. The risks associated of diarrhea, in particular in children who are not exclusively breastfeeding, are huge. And one important point that you mentioned is not only just paying lip service to promotion of exclusive breastfeeding, but ensuring that it's closely intertwined with the way we provide support for women, maternity and support within the workplace to ensure that those who want to can. We also provide evidence that today we can do much better in terms of promotion of breastfeeding strategies in communities and health systems using some of these outreach workers and approaches that we have. So a range of these interventions have been highlighted in the series, not just in terms of pointing out things that can be done, but as I mentioned, we spend some time and effort in underscoring how they can be done, how can they be scaled up by reducing financial barriers, by improving access to services, and in the event that this is difficult to use community health workers and lay health workers to take these interventions to the doorsteps of those who need them most. Thank you very much. And final question, Paper 4 is a very clear call to action. How would you summarise what needs to be done? Because we know how to define the problem, clearly, and we know what the solutions are. It's a question of doing it. What are the main calls to action? Paper 4 obviously builds on all the other papers, but it's principally a call for action at a global platform. It also focuses attention on what needs to be done at country level. So we have suggested several priority actions, of which first and foremost is the global and national leadership to focus attention on this problem. Diarrhea and pneumonia deaths are not going to go away unless there is the political will within countries to target these as a disorder which is potentially worth eliminating within a generation. The second point that we make is to prioritize interventions, the evidence-based actions that I've just been talking about. Not only cost-effective interventions, but interventions that can be easily intercalated and layered on top of what already exists in countries. And these can be contextually implemented, but their focus has got to be on achieving equity, on reaching those who are currently not being reached, and on focusing attention on achieving a sufficient level of coverage to create an impact. So prioritization of interventions is a second major action that needs to be done. The third point that we've made in the call for action is increase global investments in implementation research for diarrhea pneumonia, which allows us to look at how can we do better. We do recognize that despite everything, our model predicts that although we can potentially eliminate diarrhea deaths by the year 2025, 
for pneumonia, we would need to do much better than what we are doing presently because we are still going to be left with about 40% of all pneumonia deaths. So there is the important need to continue to invest in research and particularly research that can reach those who are currently outside of the remit of the health system and better technology, innovations that can help us reach that goal. And finally, we make a very specific point of accountability. Within the next few years, as we reach the Millennium Goals, the accountability framework is going to shift from 2015 to whatever the world agrees to set up as a target. But for Darian pneumonia as an unfinished agenda, people have got to be held accountable, and accountability requires several things. It accountability requires resources, and good governance, effective implementation of the adopted policies, and also a very focused attention on core indicators that can be tracked not only at a macro level at the country level, but subnationally within districts, within local communities, so that people are able to see where the gaps are. And unless we do that, accountability will just remain something that takes place very far removed from where the problem is. So those four major actions are being recommended at both a global level and at a national level. And I hope that our series will go some way towards promoting greater attention and action in relation to these. Indeed. Thank you very much. A very clear call to action there. Pleasure talking to you. Good luck with the launch. And also, more importantly, let's hope, as you say, it leads to very clear action at a national and international level. That's Professor Zulfika Buta on the line from Aga Khan University. Many thanks, indeed, for talking to The Lancet. Thank you very much. And thanks to you all for listening. See you next time.